The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, but everybody else in between. Throwing it down. A Thursday night throwdown begins now. As we pick up the pieces of following a 34-17 Green Bay Packer victory over a San Francisco 49er uh, football team that was playing without Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, that was playing uh, without uh, George Kittle, who was playing without Debo Samuel, without Tevin Coleman, uh, without uh, Mostert, uh, without Jeff Wilson, uh, without uh, Bosa, uh, without Sherman, without uh, everybody. And you know what? They played like a team uh, that didn't have anybody tonight. 34-17. This is where, uh, you know, numbers can be deceiving, right? Numbers can be deceiving because I'll tell you what, 34-17 means that eh, wasn't a bad game. It was kind of, you know, it was, no, it was a terrible game. The game sucked and, um, you know, horrible beat. Listen, the term bad beat gets tossed around way too loosely, but yeah, that was a bad beat. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. If you're tuning in tonight and you had money on the under this uh, football game, that sucked. That sucked. And, uh, you know, listen. You're going to lose bets. They're going to happen at the end of the game. It is what it is, and it's not always a bad beat, but it's frustrating when a team, like, sucks all game. You know, like, if there's a million points and, they're, oh, there was a late touchdown, and, you know, they were, you know, it is what it is. You know, that wasn't the case. San Francisco sucked tonight, and then, of course, they got to score a touchdown late to put the game over the number. Um, Nevada improved to 3-0. and um, Nevada covered the number tonight against Utah State. In fact, Utah State got off to a uh, – a 9 nothing lead, and that Nevada just got pissed off and kicked the crap out of them. Don't look now, man, but the Nevada Wolfpack, pretty good football team, playing good football in the Mountain West, a 34-9 final score. But also don't look now, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that people are paying attention to, and evidently COVID is not one of them. Socially distancing is not one of them. There's 120,000 COVID uh, cases today. Yesterday, uh, an all-time record was set with 100,000. Today, it's 120,000, and it's wrecking havoc across college of football. Pac-12 set to kick off, not California and Washington. Tulsa Navy shut down. The military academies are completely shut down. Tulsa Navy game shut down. Um, Air Force Army game shut down. Uh, Louisville shut down. Who isn't shut down? And college basketball's around the corner. 47 days to NBA tip-off. They've cut a deal. They're breaking it all down. Teddy Covers is stepping up and in. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage.
BetOnline.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Sports Rage Late Night Thursday Night Throwdown has begun. I am Gable Renzi. Let's do this thing. Always uh, always a fun time when Teddy Cover steps up, and then he'll join us uh, in a couple of moments. Uh, we'll set it to Las Vegas and Nevada. We'll get into uh, some NFL, college of football. Uh, college football actually will take uh, center stage. A lot of big games. Uh, it's a big game tomorrow night. Um, so we're going to break it down with uh, Teddy. Of course, we had the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. Re- you know, I don't know what it is about these Thursday games, man. Thursday games just suck. And I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't want Thursday night football. I do want Thursday night football. You know, I did, we saw it. that night that there was an NFL football uh, on Thursday night. It was horrible. <laughs> right. So we want Thursday night football. But. It's amazing how, like, the football gods do not want Thursday night football. They don't like it. Like, the football gods are, like, somehow, like, uh, morally opposed to uh, Thursday night uh, football. It's never a good game. Um, The teams are always injured, uh, or it's always bad teams. Like, there's even, like, Thursday night football is cursed. Like, even when, like, you know what I mean? Like, when when Fox signs the contract and they do the deal, like, Thursday night football sucks so much, the networks don't even want it. Think about that. Think about that. People would watch an NFL game if their house was on fire. People would watch an NFL game. I've talked about it. Like, honestly. Like, what can the NFL do that you're not going to watch their game? Like, honestly, if Roger Goodell rang your doorbell right now, like, ding dong, like, right now as I'm talking to you, and it's a surprise. And Roger Goodell, you open the door, and Roger Goodell's there. He's like, "Excuse me, uh, yeah, my, uh, I just, I got a flat tire. Is it all right if I uh, use your phone?" And then he uses your phone, and he punches you in the face on the way out. He goes, "Ah, suck it. Thanks for your, you know, thanks for letting me use your phone, loser." And like he grabs your wife's ass on the way out. You're still watching the Pittsburgh Steelers game, like, like honestly. Like what? What could like what could you? What could Roger? What would they do to you? What could like the NFL do to you? And the crazy thing is, it's the NFL has some sort of weird trance over us all, despite the fact that it kind of sucks. 
Like the NFL product generally blows. There's a couple of good games every couple of weeks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you look back, you're like, uh, on Sundays, you're like, oh, great. Look, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, J- Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Oh, that's fun. You know what I mean? Like, and even the good games, supposedly. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. Sunday Night Football. Yeah, Ben DiNucci. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen a league. Like, the NFL is so, like, they know that people will watch no matter what. Like, I've never seen a league put as many crappy games on prime time as the NFL does. So, like, yeah, the NFL Thursday Night Football, nobody even wants it, uh, the networks. So, like, that's why they have their little thing. Oh, it's on the NFL Network, and it's simulcast. (laughs) So, basically, before, like, the networks were like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really do well, and the games suck. So, finally, after all these years, Fox got on board, and the NFL was like, all right, it's the play-by-play guys. We need bigger guys. So, now they got Buck and Aikman doing the games on Thursday, and Buck and Aikman hate it. You know, they don't want to do these loser games on Thursday night. And, you know, they're getting ready for the real game on Sunday. They got to do these loser games. And, and so now now it's like, uh, it's, you know, no, now it's on Fox, but they still suck. They just do. I don't know what it is. The football gods do not approve of Thursday night football. Uh, San Francisco, it looked like early Shanahan, such a genius that maybe they were going to hang around. But no, Green Bay dialed it up a couple of notches as the game went on. And, you know, the final score is very deceptive. Like, the game was a blowout. The game sucked. And San Francisco scored, like, some garbage points at the end to break uh, break the hearts of uh, people that bet on the under of this game. I never win when I bet on unders. I barely win when I bet on teasers when I take them to the under. But I tease this game to the under, and we won. So we'll take it. It is what it is. So as we talked about off the top, college football, it's getting cool, big games, but it's also getting hit hard right now. And I'm not going to lie. I'm very concerned. I know like, you know, many, I don't know. I I can't speak for for people tuning in. I don't know what your feelings are about uh, the coronavirus, but unfortunately, I know many don't take it seriously enough. And that's why, like, think about this, guys, after all this the United States has more cases now than they did when this started. Like, that's pathetic. 120,000. Oh, by happened the death rate's down. Yeah, death rate's down. You put 120,000, what's the death rate now? Six per 1,000? That's like the average? I don't know. That's, that's so what? We're talking, uh, what, what, 700 people are going to die today? <laughs> oh, that's not. Don't worry about it, though. Uh, don't worry about it. And it, I don't know. Like yesterday, it was a hundred thousand. Today, it's a hundred and twenty thousand. Where do you think it's going to be in four days? It's not like anyone's doing anything about it. And listen, I know people that aren't tuning in. I'm not uh, Deborah Berksy here. Where's my scarf? I'm not Tony Fauci. And down the stretch, here comes Fauci, neck and neck with PPP. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not Fauci. I'm not Burks. But I don't know. When you start to notice that, oh yeah, by the way, like. Oh, that game's canceled? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, that game's canceled. Oh, oh, wait, this game's canceled. I can't even keep up. So, what? Louisville and Virginia canceled. Army, Army Air Force canceled. Navy Tulsa canceled. Cal Washington canceled. So, that's, that's, that's four games that are shut down this week. And, I, you know, the thing is, guys, they're not in a bubble, right? So... They're not immune to this. As it gets worse in society, it's not right. Like it's not like you know 
Sports are, are a function. Entertainment is a function of a functioning society. Society is not functioning. All right, the election is like lost in cyberspace. Coronavirus is up to 120,000 cases a day. And where I'm going with this is, man, at this rate, stuff's going to get shut down. They're not going to be able to pull it off. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying, like, oh, there won't be any games or anything like that. But, like, what about, what are the Wisconsin Badgers doing? Dude, they haven't played. Like, we're not waiting for them. What are we going to do? Like, wait after? Are they going to go to the Supreme Court? Well, we want to play three more games. Shut up. <laughs> All right? Like, you know what I mean? So, well, Wisconsin season's done. Like, I'm just telling you, like, the, the virus is getting exponentially worse. And it's not a coincidence that the cancellations are getting exponentially worse. But, you know, people are people are narrow-minded. Unless it happens, like, on, like, it's, like, Saturday night. Like, I don't know, guys. Like, we have one of the biggest games of the year on Saturday. The biggest star in college football is not playing because he has coronavirus. Like, this season, you know, we talk about these other leagues not having an asterisk. And we're not going to say this has an asterisk next to a college football, but college football is whacked. And who knows what's going to happen by the time you get to the college football playoffs. That's why I always say these games are ultra important to these teams. Like if you're if you're BYU, man, and you're nine and oh, you're eight and oh, and other teams like can't play and they're losing dudes and it's shut down, suddenly you're in. Like weird things can happen. So the NBA. Uh, uh, the NBA, they didn't announce it, but uh, it's um, the the news broke. Woj broke the story. Shams and Woj both, you know, competing at the same time, broke it, whatever. So they, they cut a deal. It's official. They've cut a deal. The NBA players and, uh, and the league and the owners, they're going to tip off on December the 22nd. And... They're going to play a 72-game season, which I'm a fan of. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them that they cut the, the regular season down uh, 10 games. Good job. Um, so they cut the regular season down. They're going to play. They're going to start December the 22nd. But the NBA played in a bubble, guys. They will not be in a bubble. And coronavirus is going to be full freaking throttle on December 22nd. Not magically going to be gone on December 22nd. Let's get excited, but cautious. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We'll talk at you soon. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winner. And I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. 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 Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Throwing a down shout out to all of our radio affiliates in the late night uh, hours. A lot of stuff, a lot of big games uh, to get to. The ones that haven't been uh, canceled yet. Uh, And of course, as I was uh, stating, (laughs) so 120,000 COVID cases uh, today, multiple cancellations. And, you know, I feel for Tulsa, man. What about Tulsa? Think about Tulsa, man. What about Tulsa? Tulsa's rolling, all right? Tulsa's having a great year. <laughs> and I think this is like their second or third game that's been shut down. It's crazy, too. Like, Tulsa don't have COVID, but, like, it seems like, you know, every couple of weeks their opponents do, and their games get uh, shut down. But, yeah, Tulsa's been having a good season uh, so far. Their game against Navy shut down. The, uh, the uh, Army Air Force game is canceled. The whole Commanders-in-Chief uh, trophy is, I don't know, that's chaos right now. But I guess, Teddy, can it be any more fitting that the Commanders-in-Chief trophy is up in the air right now, buddy? <laughs> I guess it's symbolic, well, yeah, isn't I mean, it? <laughs> it, it? It's a little bit of poetic justice there, perhaps. Uh, although, I mean, realistically, you know, given the betting markets on the presidential election, it's over. You know, uh, it's uh, more so than uh, than Army Air Force. <laughs> more so than Army Air Force. Uh, yeah, you know what? We, I, you know, we, we've been talking about the markets and I've been following great, uh, great Twitter follow. Great job, Teddy, keeping people up to date uh, during this, uh, during this thing. And just quickly, like, you know, we haven't we've never talked policy uh, on the show through the week, but we've obviously recognized the markets and what's going on uh, out there. But my personal belief is. I don't know about you, but don't you just sort of have the feeling that there's a calm before the storm? Like, it's almost like, yeah, you know, better check in with the, the news every hour. Or so, like, you know, I feel like it's coming <laughs> any minute, any minute, any hour. It's it's coming. Like, they can't all wait. They can't all wait, right? They can't push this and kick the can down the road forever. It's time. And I'm thinking they probably don't want to do this in the middle of the night, actually. And have like craziness sure. and you know, hundreds of thousands of people on the streets at three, four in the morning. So I, I'm kind of feeling first thing in the morning, Teddy. To be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent on that. I, I'm I'm confident that uh, several uh, of the states that are still uh, where the counts are still going uh, will have results tomorrow, and that'll uh, that'll end much of the speculation, you know. And then it'll be, um, I guess, less like the Army Air Force game. Well, I've heard I've heard some books uh, overseas are already paying out, which uh, you know I'm not saying for me or anything, Teddy, but for a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend and a sister and you know whatever. Uh, from what I understand, you know, a friend of a cousin of a sister might potentially have like seven or six states still tied up, and it's holding their account up, Teddy, with the big games coming up. But I'm just stating, if you know uh, what know. I'm saying. <laughs> sure, sure. And of course, this is all. None of this is in the U.S., okay? Uh, anywhere where you can legally bet in this country, 
you can't bet on the presidential election. So we're 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 all talking about uh, uh, the global marketplace here. Uh, and the and, global but, marketplace was bigger than the World Cup of soccer, bro. Like and the World Cup, they dude, bet they, on they, that they, pretty they, heavily. They, me, they said he said bigger than two Super Bowls was a direct quote. <laughs> Uh, it, you know, it's it's literally uh, the, the single biggest global betting event in history, bar none, yeah. bar none. You know, and that's not hyperbole. You know, it's like this was the betting event of the century so far. And of course, it has this has this anticlimactic ending to it, right? There's no like reality TV, and the winner is like, of course, it's not going to work like that. But I tell you, this is the you know the power of Trump, though. Um, you know, say what you will about the dude, uh, but he's the ultimate, you know, he's to me, he's the the number one hustler, salesman hustler of all time. Like he's the dude that basically like would stand on the corner with four other dudes and they, you give them all a rock. They go, all right, here's a rock, man. See what you can get for this rock and come back, right? Other people would like, you know, try to, like, don't know how to do it. Trump would tell you this is the best rock ever. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's the and like he's he's a great salesman. So my point is, Teddy, you look at cable television ratings, and you know the last election that he was in had massive uh, numbers. So political betting is clearly big. They bet big on Brexit overseas. They bet big on you know the Australian uh, races on right now, etc. This isn't a new concept, right? And you know, as you stated, I know the American books have applied, and you know it's sort of on the they're on the fence with allowing this or not. Moving forward, I bet you eventually they would. Uh, I bet you eventually they would, uh, Teddy. But it's it's amazing. It's just amazing how much money, how much money is is laid down on this. And but it's the candidates. Like if you had, you know, what I mean, it was Joe Biden versus Mitt Romney. This isn't the biggest sport, big, biggest bet event ever, right? So moving forward. You know, where are we going with this, Teddy? Like, next election in four years, is it going to be The Rock? Are we into just new celebrity them? Is that just going to be the thing? And they, and that'll even be bigger. Oh, my God, it's The Rock versus, you know, whoever, man. You know? <laughs> Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks versus The Rock. And, you know, it's just this, you know. I think, though, it's the Trump factor, Teddy. Would you agree with that? Like, if this is Mitt Romney and Joe Biden, there ain't, like, trillions of dollars bet on this. So it's uh, certainly the Trump factor is a piece of it. Another piece of it. And, you know, I mean, Trump attracts interest, you know, like him, uh, you know, love him or hate him. Uh, he, he's a guy that has, uh, has attracted interest for uh, the better exactly. part of the last 40 years. And, and, and that continues uh, into 2020. Um, but there are other additional reasons for all of that handle that, you know, again, for casual betters, you're not going to, you know, but it may not make a whole lot of sense, but there were all kinds of arbitrage opportunities. All right. That's what, I mean, a lot of the money that was bet was plus price on one side and then plus price on the other side. And then, oh, wow, plus price on this side. The thing that shocked me in a way was how, how unsophisticated the markets were um, when it comes to the nuance of how the elect how the votes were actually going to be counted. Uh, because it is an, uh, an offshore market. But when you talk about the future, I'll take, you know, so the, uh, we were tweeting about it tonight uh, and talking with a couple of uh, odds makers here in Vegas uh, about what the future would hold for political betting. And no one was bullish on it. You know, someone was like, in 2024, we'll have political betting. And then everyone's like, yeah, take the over. 
Uh, I think passions are important enough uh, without that. And, you know, when you, when you bet on your team, you're used to losing. All right. Every team, but one ends the season with a loss. All right. It happens. You're used to it. When you bet on presidential elections, man, it only happens once every four years, once every eight years, once every 12 years, you end up losing. You're not quite as used to it. Can you you imagine Teddy? The same way. Imagine like if this, if the, if you could bet on this right now, just imagine, bro, like, a bunch of dudes yeah. in MAGA t-shirts holding tickets in the casino. Bunch of other dudes like melting off at them holding tickets in the casino. Yeah, it would be, this isn't the Super Bowl. And even Super Bowls can get testy. <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, like, yeah, it's I mean. probably not a good so, idea. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and one thing you have to know is that in the history of the U.S., okay, the biggest, and I've done a ton of research on gambling history, you know, uh, I don't know why I'm. Uh, it's, it's like my little thing I do over the summer. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, in the it, it, like back in the 1880s and the 1890s and early to uh, 19th century, uh, presidential betting was the biggest thing out there. The handles were enormous. They said everyone wow. bet. Were the quotes? I mean, like they, they, it was literally yeah. like, uh, and there were fist fights in the streets and all of that. It wasn't a. It wasn't a pretty <laughs> You know, Teddy, you know, I know you are a gambling historian. It's great stuff. And uh, what, what, what was the bookstore called um, down by the bus station? Was it the Las Vegas bookstore? The Gambler's like, Bookstore was what it was called. Gambler's Bookstore. Yeah, it's just it's that lot, a lot of knowledge yeah. in those books in that store huh, in history over the years. Oh, yeah. I mean, Howard Schwartz was the guy that uh, ran the place, and he was great to me. You know, I would go in there and ask him a question. He's like, get this book, get that book, and here, uh, here's some old article from way in the back. You know, I mean, it was a huge venue. Uh, in there, they still have it uh, as a, as a little piece in the Gambler's General Store right now uh, on Main Street here in Vegas. It's a a fun place to visit, uh, but it's nothing like like the old Gambler's Bookstore used to be. Yeah, that's crazy. Just imagine guy a bookstore, but only gambling books, slots, sports betting, you know, blackjack, you know, what I mean? like, but a lot of this like but not every title in existence. Yeah, not for dummies yeah, one hundred and one. I mean, like the best guys, great, like you know. Like sort of the foundation, the history of gambling, right? Like the 101 of it, so to speak. Sure. And, and, and literally every gambling book in existence, they had it. You know, if it was written, I mean, when you're in a niche store like that, you, you, you got to have everything. And they had everything in that store. Teddy. All right. Wager talk in the house. Sportsmemo.com. Teddy Covers uh, joining us. So, Teddy, yeah, COVID uh, kind of wrecking havoc with some games. Obviously, the cases are up, but um, we do have, you know, Notre Dame and, and Clemson are still playing. So let's just go rapid fire. I'll throw. we got a couple minutes for the break. I'll throw the big game tomorrow at you. BYU. Uh, BYU and Boise. And I stated before you joined us that these games are massive. I mean, if you're BYU, you never know what's going to happen moving forward. Who else is going to get coronavirus? Who's not going to play this and that? It's better to be undefeated than not, right? And just sort of, you know, wait in the clubhouse like a golfer after. They're not going to be playing for a couple of weeks. They got two games left only at Northern Alabama and San Diego State. They're really spread out, so it's, it's a big football game. Georgia and Florida, uh, the, the the cocktail party, big big football game, and um, of course we got Notre Dame and uh, Clemson. We're we're checking in. We're going into the clubhouse ourselves right now uh, with a break coming up. But uh, we're gonna hit this with uh, Teddy on the other side. Get into a little NFL football uh, as well. Pac-12 uh, set to kick off. Unfortunately, Cal in Washington is a scratch. A little bit of line movement at ASU-USC game. We're going to hit that. 
the Thursday night throwdown. This is Sports Rage. Teddy covers. They put the strip. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Alright. The Thursday night throwdown. Thank you very much. It's a lock. Can't help but uh, think about uh, Kramer uh when he bet uh, Jerry's money. He goes, I bet a thousand dollars for you. He goes, you bet a thousand. He goes, he goes, I can't bet. I've got a gambling problem. You know that. <laughs> so he bet Jerry's money, and they win against uh, the Knicks. And of course, uh, we brought this up off the top, Teddy. NBA announces uh, they're going to be uh, tipping off December the twenty second, which is pretty cool. Forty seven days uh, from now, it really is a smorgasbord of sports. Uh, but the NBA was in a bubble last time, so now they're going to be subject to everything else. And the virus isn't getting any better, so. I'm excited for the start of the NBA, but I also realize that, you know, there's a lot of unknowns uh, around the corner right now. One uh, one thing that we do know um, is that BYU are 7-0 and they're laying three and a half points at FanDuel right now at Boise State. BYU beat these guys last year, actually, Teddy. I don't have to tell you that. Mr. Mountain West, Teddy Covers in the house. Uh, so uh, BYU at Boise, Zach Wilson, top 10 NFL draft pick. All the hype. Every general manager and scout in the country is going to be watching uh, this football game tomorrow night. What's your take on this game? So let's just talk about line value for a minute, okay? Bring it on. Last year, Boise's at BYU. Boise's minus seven, and they lose by a field goal. This year, BYU's at Boise. And yeah, BYU's a little better than they were last year. But Boise's not a whole lot worse. They're worried that Bachmeyer's not going to start for Boise. Sears is every bit as good. This is one of those deals where uh, if the QB's out, there's real value on, on, on the Boise side because Jack Sears is just fine at the quarterback position. And, yeah, BYU said, look, when you look at these schedules, all right, and BYU only one game left, I think, after this one, um, if they win, they're in, in position to play some big bowl uh, you know, the, the, the group of five spot or whatever that they're going to fight with for Cincinnati. New Year's six. Yeah. 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 Whatever. New Year's six. Exactly. Whatever. Uh, but look at Boise after this, they have Colorado state, Hawaii, San Jose state, UNLV and Wyoming. They're not losing any of those games. They're literally not. Uh, uh, so the winner tomorrow night is in really good position. I'm going to leave it at that, but Again, it was, what, a month ago? Less than a month ago that BYU was uh, at Houston. They were laying three and a half in that game. Do you think Houston and, and Boise are the same, Marenzi? Because I don't. No. And you look at that BYU no. schedule. You got Navy, Troy, Louisiana Tech, Texas San Antonio, 
the Houston game, Texas State and Western Kentucky. They've been at least 24-point favorites, you know, four times in the last five games. Now they're stepping up in class on the road being asked to lay a price to do it. I think you know which way I'm looking. It ain't to the road favorite. Uh, it's Boise or pass for me. Teddy covers um, uh, some excellent insight uh, here. I might, you know, my only thing what I'll throw at you is: Are Boise ready? Uh, you know, are they clicking? And I guess they are, right? They roll. They've been rolling. Yeah, they uh, are. We, yeah, <laughs> we saw them. You know, their offense. I watched been clicking them week early, one. Right. Week one, they were ready. You know, uh, I didn't see the Air Force game last week, but I saw week one. And they were ready. And last week they, they played with Sears, and, and then the box runners were the same. <laughs> Defensively, they had a couple of struggles, but that can happen against Air Force. I don't think they were focused on Air Force. I think they were focused on this game, knowing uh, what was at stake. All right, let's uh, keep it moving. Arizona State and USC. Unique situation, Teddy, playing early uh, local time and in an empty stadium early. Um, and it's funny because you know, the, the Pac-12 coaches bitch no matter what. I remember Peterson used to cry in Washington. Oh, I'm tired of these 1045, 11 o'clock Saturday night yeah. games. And they told him point blank. They said, well, you know what? They actually have the highest ratings of the day on ESPN. You know, they, you know if, if that matters to you, coach. They basically said, they were like, you want to be on whatever? So they sort of, com- the, the coaches complained. Oh, yeah, we're not on at the same time. They think... The Pac-12 is sort of lost. They're a great conference, but the, the commissioner doesn't know what he's doing. So, they, you know, they, they just don't stick to a plan. So they their thing is, well, we want to be on at the same time. We don't want to be buried late at night. We want to be on at the same time as the SEC guys in a big Ted, and we want to be, like, recognizable. So, all right, now you are, but now you're playing at 9 in the morning, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, let's be honest about the Pac-12 because this – I don't think it could have been any more obvious than this year, all right? If the Pac-12 ceased to exist tomorrow, no one would care. On a national scale, no one Cold. would care. Cold. You know, it's been a long time since USC was an elite team, or Oregon even, you know? Yeah. Um, nobody cares about the Pac-12 right now. It's not a conference that, is, uh, that, that gets uh, the uh, excitement level. All that said... What if uh, someone ran the table it. in the Pac-12, Teddy? What if someone ran the table in the oh, Pac-12? Oh, they're live to make it absolutely. Yeah. And and, and yeah. again, with the, the when you have the shorter conference schedules, you're you're awesome. live to run the table. I don't know that anyone in the Pac-12 is good enough to do it. You know, Oregon might be. The money's pouring in against Oregon tomorrow. I don't know how many games the Pac-12 is going to get in. Uh, That's all you know, thing. The, uh, That's what I'm saying. Given the strict protocols that they have, uh, but I do know this. You know. Uh, if you're talking about a 9 a.m. start game, right, and you have to make sure your kids are motivated and energized, you want Clay Helton giving that speech or you want Herm Edwards? Yeah. You know, Herm not Edwards really that close raise, for me. I want Herm, Herm Edwards could raise the debt. Now, what do you think he got that job? Imagine Herm Edwards' interview. I'm going to turn this program around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. I want to give I a speech to these kids. that the Arizona State kids will bring it before the USC kids will bring it. And the 9 a.m. start, I think, only exacerbates USC's troubles. Uh, I think, Helton, yeah, Helton, has, I think, has one point spread cover in his first game of the season, uh, but only one, uh, and he's been there six years. Yeah, so I don't know. Dude. Was, does Clay Helton have, like, uh, incriminating evidence on the dean? Like, you see him burying a body? Like, what the hell? Like, really? The Pac-12, like, you look no further. No, they always keep winning that one game that they have to win, you know? 
Oh, his job's on the line. Uh, I love it, too, when he got the job because the kids wanted him. Even at the time, I said, yeah, that's good. Listen to a bunch of kids that are going to be gone in two months. (laughs) Then you're going to hire this guy because all the kids kids want him. All right. um, I got to tell you, Teddy, man, I didn't take that loss well last week against Michigan State. And I don't don't even care. I'm not one of these, oh, my life's over because we lost to Sparty. But... I was just enraged, man, watching the, the 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 coaching, bro. They even admit we're unprepared. You know, the, the players, they, 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 Milton said, oh, I don't know. I didn't know who anyone was. Uh, Gaddis says we're unprepared. He didn't use the timeouts, Teddy. Like, the clock is ticking, bro. And, like, the, the game ended, and we had no time left, and he had two timeouts left. Like, it couldn't have been any worse. Like, and he's not getting fired. Same thing as held. Like, he's not getting fired hard, Bob, but it's getting frustrating. But then does he bounce back in a game like this, Teddy? What do you make of this one? Down to two and a half now. So, I mean, there's a lot of thought processes here. First of all, Michigan's win in week one has to be completely devalued, given what Minnesota looked like last week. You know what I mean? So now we don't even know if the quarterback's any good. And we were all like, oh, Michigan's finally got a quarterback. Yay, you know. Um, well, not so and fast. Maryland put friend. 50 on them. Who scored three points the week yeah, before. exactly. <laughs> but Joe Milton was, t- you know, for as good as Milton was week one, as good as the offensive line was week one, Milton was bad week two. His receivers didn't help him at all, and the offensive line didn't protect him at all. So that's three pretty big. And where we give Sparty credit, absolutely. But it felt a lot more like bad Michigan than good Sparty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that makes me real reluctant to lay this price them on the highway. Even though to grade out these two teams, Michigan's you know they could be a touchdown better than Indiana. Um, it's not a game I'm going to play. Uh, I don't have confidence to uh, to to bet against the Wolverines. Uh, and I, sorry, I don't have confidence to back the Wolverines. Uh, and yet, you know, Michigan no, is the better of these them. two teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, um, they're the better team. Well, West Virginia, six and a half at Texas. I cashed Texas last week. That was a nice pick. I had Texas in the over uh, in that game against Oak State. Uh, so they're, they're Texas are six and a half, total, uh, total 54 and a half in that football game. Uh, the cocktail party, Georgia's laying three and a half to Florida. Uh, Houston, uh, Houston Cougars getting 13 and a half against Cincinnati. And, of course, we've got the Clemson-Notre Dame game. So, uh, I don't know, pick any one of these games that you want, and we'll definitely get to the Clemson-Notre Dame game as well. But what do you think about some of these games I just mentioned? Sure. Well, let's talk about Georgia-Florida, uh, the world's largest cocktail party. Um, is Georgia any good? Can they score against anyone? You know, Florida's got the better quarterback. They have a coach that uh, in his tenure, Mullen, since he's been there, the Gators have been dogged seven times, and they failed to cover once in that role, won four of those games outright. Um, I, I haven't been impressed with Georgia offensively at any point this season. Uh, you know, and I know we always say better defense catching points, better defense catching points. How about better quarterback catching points? Uh, I'm interested in the Florida side uh, in that ball game. Clemson-Notre Dame is fascinating. All right. I mean, these two teams met, you know, what was it, uh, you know, two years ago in a BCS Bowl, and it was 30-3 to Clemson, and it wasn't that close. You know, Clemson could have won by whatever they wanted to uh, in that ballgame. And we've seen Ian Book and the Fighting Irish repeatedly struggle to step up 
not you know not against the top twenty five teams, but against the top five teams. That hasn't been Notre Dame's uh, uh, mo. Uh, and again, you know, uh, I, I guess they gave Georgia a game last year, but they they didn't win it. You know, and they wouldn't cover this point spread uh, in that ball game. And you know, I, I can't forget the Michigan game from last year, uh, where you know the Wolverines. You know, Notre Dame couldn't move the ball in that game, and that concerns me here because that, you know, the the, the Irish offense has not done well in the red zone at times this season. They've it's been fits and starts. I uh, haven't been overly impressed with their skills and talent, and the new QB for Clemson. You know uh, what is he? Agalele. Agalele. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, think about that. Think about their last two quarterbacks. Let's see, Deshaun Watson. He wasn't the number one overall pick only because of his size. He's played like someone in the NFL as someone that could have been the number one overall pick. Trevor Lawrence, who will undoubtedly be the number all overall pick. It's not like they're bringing in second-tier recruits. That's a quarterback position. So I feel like laying with Clemson is the right move there. And yet, the fact that it's in South Bend, it's like Clemson's going to lose one of these games, you know? <laughs> uh, they're going to win every game every time. Is this – if, if Notre Dame wins, can the uh, can the ACC get them in their conference? You know, and this not be a one year deal. Is there? You know, you, you just wonder about some of this stuff um, behind the scenes. But you know what Notre Dame's going to do? They're going to let the grass grow and try to make the, the, the team speed edge less for Clemson. And sometimes that stuff works in South Bend. Um, so I lean Clemson absolutely, but I'm not convinced I get to the betting window. Not 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 laying five. I, if I get to lay four or three, maybe we'll think about it before kickoff. But but not not yet. As a betting man, I'm willing. I'm, I like Clemson in the game. And as a betting man, uh, if there's a line out there, will Dabo Sweeney take a picture in front of Touchdown Jesus? I say yes. <laughs> I'm sure Dabo's very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Dabo's very excited to be going to uh, to South Bend. Indiana. All right, we'll wrap up with Teddy Covers, the great Teddy Covers on the other side. We'll squeeze in a couple of NFL games. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. We got a couple of minutes left with Teddy Covers, so I'm going to talk fast so we can get to as many games as uh, possible. Level one, quickest 120 minutes in sports. Tonight's no exception. Of course, you can find Teddy over at Wager Talk, Wager Talk TV. Check him out on YouTube. Great videos. Kelly in Vegas, uh, our main man, Tony Finn. And um, uh, of course, uh, Tony Finn will join us uh, on Friday night. All right, uh, Teddy. NFL football, hard to believe, man, but um, here we are. We're past the halfway point of the um, the regular season. And, of course, Bill Parcells said, you are what your record says you are. We were talking about COVID earlier in college football. COVID affected the Baltimore Ravens uh, this week. And that total was 45 a couple of days ago, Teddy. I see 46 and a half now. That's gone up. Uh, the Buffalo Bills-Seattle game, total an even 55 right now. Weather's not going to be a factor there. I don't know. It almost seems too obvious that that's going to be a shootout and a track meet. But, 
What are you looking at? Can you share a game with us uh, this week in the NFL? What do you got? What are you looking at? Uh, so let's start with this. What are the Texans doing laying a touchdown on the road? That's a legit question. I'm asking you. Down to six and a half uh, now. Well, I was going to say, I guess, is it the Jake Luton? Or is it just the Texans are massively overrated weekly? <laughs> is it a little bit of both? So quick, we got we got two minutes. Uh, you know, any concern with Luton coming in here? Are you, you willing to back him? You watched this guy last year. Oregon State made me money last year. He can chuck the football around. They have no film on him. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, and the, the chalk's not laying. <laughs> the, the chalk is, is a one-win team. Who's the, the veterans are talking about they don't want to be in a rebuild mode. Oh, and they've had COVID issues. Yeah. So uh, I know the Jags' defense is bad. Uh, I, I still like them. Let's talk another bad game, you know. Uh, the, the Giants, everyone, oh, Giants keep winning. Washing off a bye, man. That team's ready. You see some of those folks. That team's hungry. I'll let I you agree. I agree. You know what? I was on the Giants' money line uh, a couple of weeks ago in this matchup, but you know, we won only because Washington missed a two-point convert because Rivera had the balls to go for it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think the Giants, they're no moral victory, so they hang around in games. They're not getting points here. It's a short price. Eddie, always a pleasure, my man. Eddie covers. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.